Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This riot was no walk in the park. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. After the same neighborhood erupted in a riot, after the city tried to enforce a curfew. That night, police and squatters battled each other for four hours. An amateur videotape captured police hiding their badges or removing them to prevent identification. When it was all over, hundreds were left bloodied and battered, and only a handful of officers were reprimanded. A year ago, police were armed with helmets and riot gear, and many had their badges covered as they enforced the curfew in Tompkins Square Park. It turned into a pitched battle with the homeless and their supporters and innocent passersby. As police brass and Mayor Koch later acknowledged, a police riot. All right, all right, I'm getting down. I'm getting down. I didn't, I'm getting down. I'm getting down. Paul Guerin took this videotape of what critics called a police force out of control. 50 people were injured, 121 complaints were filed with the Civilian Complaint Review Board. Most of them remain on... I got two coach tickets to New York City if you want to go. I love New York. Actually, it's standby. You have to go standby. So Aww. it's... I know. Well, it's, that's what we're working with. I uh, time. Did I mention that these tickets for this plane also goes back in time? What? Yeah. No, you didn't. You mm. did. You specifically did not mention. That. I should have led with that. But you should we... have led with the time travel, not the coach standby. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. I think no. so. I uh, uh, want to take us back to New York City, the year 1988, and talk about Ooh. the Tompkins Square Park riot. Now there is another Tompkins Square Park riot in 1874. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know this this park was kind of known for a place to make a stand. It was riotous. It was it was riotous. So yeah. th- we're going to talk about. 1988, you know, I love talking about anything in the 70s and 80s when crime and and, uh, economy and class struggle is Mm -hmm. like at a high. I'm sure here in L.A. it was the same way and, you know, across the U.S. and the world. But uh, definitely. And also the visibility of riots in the middle of New York City. Damn. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. A protest, a riot in New York. The L.A. riots were insane but it also feels like i think and this is just me talking as it is like on the other side of la people are like oh man there's riots happening wow in this abstract way but in new york it's like you can't escape it no i mean like a a a parade in Mm -hmm. in new york at some point could turn into a riot you know what i mean 
Uh, people are very, uh, it's, I don't know, you're in a, you're in a, what are you, in a fishbowl or you're in a, yeah. I don't know, fish pressure bowl, cooker, cesspool, or whatever you want to call it. Melting pot. Wherever you're in, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it would really depend on how much money you had in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're going to talk a little bit about that because I went, uh, I was in New York. Mm-hmm. We, did an ep- we did a previous episode in the Eastern State Penitentiary that was in yeah. Philadelphia, but I was in New York. I saw Billy Joel. Um, mm-hmm. I know this is not going to help paint the picture <laughs> um but i went i saw billy, billy joel went and visited uh the instagram offices again this is not whoa, helping whoa, whoa, paint whoa. The, the, get yeah. those in-person likes and get those yeah did they was, filter it's like what what is the instagram office like it was you know it's instagram then there's it's also facebook mm-hmm. um a dream job if you want to work in an office environment an absolute dream job what were the snacks like the snacks are nonstop all day. Uh, gelato bar. They had a smoothie oh bar. Nonstop. Who goes with the smoothies when you have a gelato bar? I did. Well, I, well, you were I like, did you one. Like dump the gelato. In the I did. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, took advantage of that. No, it was very. Uh, it was super, super cool. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Had dinner with my sister. She That's works. Nice. In the, she works on Spring Street. So we went uh, and. Uh, had some dinner. Mm-hmm. It was good. Saw Billy Joel, 70th birthday. Ugh. Right? Oh, my God. Peter Frampton even... came out and did two songs. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. Everyone he was like, oh, Springsteen's going to come out. Springsteen's going to come out. But it was Peter. No. Peter Frampton was great. He did he two. He was great, too. Do you, are you a little upset that Bruce Springsteen wasn't there? Oh, I I was like, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. Yeah, you're uh, like, I'm going to die after this. And then a bunch this. of people did, like sent in like these uh, FaceTime calls with it. It was pre-recorded. But it was like uh-huh. hey, Paul McCartney, Pink, like just mm-hmm. everybody, every cool person. Um, maybe even John Mayer. You know what I mean? What? Maybe Shut even John Mayer. I don't, you know, maybe... there's so many people who are really still into John Mayer. Yeah. Now, I think he's playing guitar for Fish? the Grateful. Either Fish or the Grateful Dead's. Uh, I don't know if, if it's Grateful Dead's like experience. Mm. One of those. I just remember him as like, he, he would always date people and he was like. Really cool with them and really nice. And yeah, a he model was really nice. Yeah, and, uh, he like would send them like, I love yous and yeah. like a dozen roses. They break up with him. It's like, you're too perfect. Exactly. Um, like, I, wanna... I can't live up to this mm-hmm. standard. Yeah. yeah. He was a great person. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's what happened with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> oh. That's what I was told. Yeah. On my, on, on you know, uh, middle-aged white guy message board, that's what they were saying. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Okay. And you're like, yeah, obviously. I yeah. trust all of you because you're me. Yeah. You're all of me. Yeah. Different sides of the world. <laughs> so John Mayer. Mayer wasn't there. John Mayer was not there. But John Mayerless, uh, Billy Joel. There was people from like just a ton of different countries, and it made me anxious because it's like, what if you came all the way here and he canceled? Because Billy Joel is, you know, he's seventy. Yeah, you know, like you're really rolling the dice, but I mean, it's worth it. It's Ugh, Billy Joel. I got a Billy go. Joel trading card. That's amazing. Yeah, and a birthday hat. <laughs> birthday hat. Yeah. What does the birthday hat look like? It was just kind of it's like, like a, a Burger King. Yeah, it, it was like kind of like a pointy one with a little thing. This yeah. is uh, uh, Happy Birthday, Billy, or whatever Wood said on it. I broke yeah. it immediately by it snapped it around my yeah. big fat head. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know a, my dad would say that's a collector's item. Don't yeah. put that on your yeah. head. Save it in glass. But uh, yeah, my brother and I went had had fun. Um, had a good time. That's wow. what we did. Yeah, <laughs> but we, you know, we uh, was, you know, you live in New York. I live here. You lived in New York. <laughs> oh, lived in New York. Yeah, you, you lived in New York. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I would love to live there again. I love New York. I when I was there, it was really a fraught 
time. I, my ex was there, and I had this job that I took after a week. I, I got hired, and like I had to be there the next week. So it was a really like scrambly, fraught time when I was in it. But now looking back, I was like, oh my god, New York was so fun. I made so many incredible friends out there that I still am in touch with. I the loved bagels. It. The, the bagels, pizza. right? The sounds of the city. The really, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, black the and white of cookies. The, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the taxis. The in, cats is jelly. Yeah, they uh, had uh, black and white cookies as tires. Times Square. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you, you know, it's really fun. It's just like uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's movie about going to New York. New York Minute. New okay. York Minute. Um, only it was mid thirties minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> starring. Me, yeah, nobody, and it went straight to yeah situation. (laughs) It went straight to nowhere. And I've talked. I mean, I've talked about my experience in New York as I went as a commuter Mm because I just had no reason to live there, couldn't afford it. But I started going earliest memories, late nineteen seventies. Um, you know, seen some, you know, saw a lot of this stuff. I actually watched a documentary on the Guardian Angels. You're familiar with the Guardian Angels? Mm, They were, uh, they were kind of like a, a. it's like a, they were sort of like a task force, you know mm. what I mean? Like, uh, uh, they had red berets and they were, they were just like, per, uh, I'm trying to think of the word I'm thinking of when you, uh, citizen, like a citizen, uh, okay. you know, a citizen type thing. I remember them being in the subways as mm-hmm. like, a you know, no weapons, but just kind of like this kind of force and saying, Hey, we're not going to, you know, Ugh. Of course, like, you know, uh, Bernard Goetz was a subway mm-hmm. vigilante. It's like a lot of that was going yeah. on. So wait, why didn't you stay in New York? Why did you move to the West Coast? Well, I never really, I loved New York because I really loved the music scene, like the mm-hmm. punk and hardcore music scene. But when that kind of like ended for me, I didn't really see much. I never, I mean, I always loved New York, but I never really wanted to live. I mean, I stayed there a lot. And I worked there. I commuted mm-hmm. there. And then, um, honestly, it was like very close after 9-11 happened. Like, yeah. it was like things were kind of like, because I was working on, uh, on, I was working near Wall Street, not mm. on Wall Street, but I happened to be working near Wall Street. He wasn't a time. finance psycho. No, no, was and it was just—it was just a lot of things. And I've always, I always hated the cold. And mm-hmm. um, but I've, you know, always, always loved New York, and you know, and I love Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I love love. I guess choose. I guess just choose. But you know, my memories of New York City, and and then kind of, you know, I look back in New York. I, you know, I love looking at photos, you know, from mm-hmm. any time, but mostly the seventies, eighties, maybe mm-hmm. like. 90s, I'll get in there. And then by early 2000s, I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, But if you want, we can go to 1988. I would like that. Great, great year. I was just a small child. I was just a sprung (laughs) 39-year-old. I'll say I was not, I was not, mm, I was not quite in high school yet, I guess is what I'll say. (laughs) Is that the nicest way I can put it? But I, when I was in New York, I went to Thompson Square Park. I actually mm-hmm. recorded some audio of me being there. Wasn't that interesting? Oh, uh, I was going to include it, but I didn't really get much out of it except for the fact that mm-hmm. it's you know it's obviously it's it's you know way, a lot nicer. You know, it's still mm-hmm. kind of a little bit you know mm-hmm. uh, you know it's still some interesting folk walking around. It's, yeah, it's not like I mean they all like that, but it's not like Bryant Park, which is like yeah. pretty you know yeah. shop and stuff exactly. like that. Bryant and Central Park, Park like, is mostly. Central Park is most, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of it's very, you know, very touristy or a place to go or be. And mm-hmm. this year, you're going to see, find some interesting people there too. But sure. Uh, it just, you know, reminded me of going and hanging out like on St. Mark Street and, mm-hmm. and you know, lo- loving, you know what I mean? The yeah, village. Yeah, of course. The scene. Totally. So I went there. So I was like, let me be there. When I talk about this, I have a little frame of reference. I mean, mm-hmm. that's 
try to explore, as, and we yeah. both do. We try to explore as much as we people. can, if we we're can. Curious, naturally curious people. So we're not just, you know, reading information. Just, reading. Yeah. We're mostly. We're mostly Wikipedia. Do not get us wrong. Yeah. Do not. We are not historians, yeah. but we also will try yeah. to go places and be there. So I think that's what people, mm-hmm. somebody's asking, like, what's the difference really? With us? And the difference is other people do it really well. So mm-hmm. I think the difference is we will, uh, as much as humanly possible, we will uh, have experienced the place. Yeah. Which does that make it any better or worse? I, that's up for you to yeah, decide. It's totally your. You you get to choose. It's your prerogative. I will. You're do, in control. I'll do a little plug. Uh, only do one plug. Just one to plug to our Patreon, oh. um, which is two bonus episodes a month. There's if you want more episodes, there's a ton there. There's got to be like at least six, twelve oh, to sixteen you episodes. Want them. You know you want those bonies. It's only two. That's what's that's what's ruining it. <laughs> That's what single-handedly bring down this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and I promise we're going to get to the episode, uh, but it's uh, two bonus episodes a, a, a month That's and some so other fun. stuff. It's patreon.com slash ghost town pod. It helps because we want, we're uh, submitting to festivals and we yeah, have some costs. So that's helping support us do that and do live shows in, in other cities. Exactly. Maybe one near you. Oh, totally. We want to do that. We want to get as close as we can to the places to give you the best product we can. Uh, also, I think... Uh, Castbox has been kind and you know kind mm-hmm. of featuring some. We're doing a lot, uh, a lot of live Q and As on Castbox, mm-hmm. so make sure to download the Castbox app and follow yeah. Ghost Town on that. And I think they might, uh, you might see us uh, featured by them soon. Yeah. Maybe they've been really great and super supportive. So yeah. check out Castbox. But uh, uh, you don't know this yet, but the Patreon we're uh, for for one of the Patreons this month is going to be. I, I honestly was debating on whether to do this episode or not. Really. On Patreon, and you know, Patreon's usually a little light and fun. Yeah, light this and fun, one will cheeky. not. This one will not be light. Whoa! Nor it will be fun. Not light or fun. No. It's Everyone, been, don't tune out. You d- it, keep with us. It depends. Like, if you want to get a little dark, um, I like to get dark. Well, then you might want to go to Patreon. Uh, I'd say go there now. Go You'll there find right now? it'll be probably the most current one. And it if is you're a, driving, pull over. It's it's a bit of an interest. It's just so interesting to me that I mm. had to do it. But it is a little bit uh, depending on who you are. This might be uh, a little much for you, and you'll find out why uh, when you see it. I'll put a description on in case you don't want. I'm see excited. It. You might not. Well, I want. I, I am going to put in the description what it is because in case people do not want to hear it, mm. that's. We don't normally do disclaimers we, here. I feel like I, if it were just up to me, this podcast would be like rated X all the time. But if yeah. we're, but like you're like, all right, we got a PG thirteen this this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so I like when we get dark. I like when it goes there. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, and I'm feeling like going there a little bit. I feel oh. like I'm just, you know, I don't know. You when the like, summer comes, I'll get dark. You know, yeah, exactly. winter comes, I'm like, I'm like, let's <laughs> let's brighten things up here. Yeah. When summer so. comes, you're like, no. No sundresses, no super blooms. No. So, All mayhem. So patreon.com slash ghost town pod if you want to check that out and support mm-hmm. us even more than you already are. Thank, Thank you, you for everyone who's been rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Even my ex-boyfriend who drunkenly reached out to me via Facebook Messenger. We have not talked since, I would say, 2009. Um, we had a chat, and then, of course, I plugged the podcast. Yeah. And he said, I don't, I mean, we'll have to look up and see if on iTunes, I was like, please rate and review. Well, the most recent one is not great. So I don't think that was him. No, I don't think it was. It was not very good, but we oh, appreciate listening. Boy, You're taking oh the time out. Um, 
you know. I said for him to say that he's my ex-boyfriend and please rate and review, and that didn't happen? Jesus. Uh, no. He never listened to me. No, no. All right. I know I think there was some stuff on Instagram. Uh, let me just check, which is mm-hmm. Ghost Town Pod, if you want to follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, let's see if we have any. I know we have some. Any fun ones? Somebody suggested uh, MK0628 um, uh, m- mentioned the Fairfield Hills Hospital. A little bit, a little bit haunted. I, I believe that's that. in. I believe that's in Connecticut. Yeah, Fairfield, Connecticut. Yeah, I believe. Stop on the train. I believe uh, that it is. Um, let's see. Uh, Talia Skiaka. Uh, probably saying that wrong. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Love your podcast. Listen every week. If you ever go to Aww. Memphis, check out uh, Ernestine and Hazel's. It's one of America's most haunted bars. <gasps> I would first of all. I was just talking about going to Memphis. Okay, well, maybe I would we can love go to there. go. Maybe we can do a festival there. Ugh. Uh, we went a few weeks ago. Dozens of pictures with orbs and mysterious faces. You're oh almost guaranteed to get an orb God. in one of your pictures. Send us a pic. Hold on. It's also known for their soul burger, where oh. I guess you eat Burgers someone's soul. Burgers and orbs. I think you eat someone's soul, soul. and and you, you're full. Like you're like you have like a little. You still want nachos after that. Oh, okay. You okay. still, you like still a little heartburn, uh, but like you're still full you still of still want salt. some nachos. Damn. Um, I think we had another one, but it was a uh it was from it was from Miss Egos and it was a Instagram story. Uh it was very kind, but I I do not know I it's gone mm. now because it's an Instagram story. So little mm. little little that little that. Love it. Um, Thank you guys so much for for reaching out. We yeah. appreciate all of it. Yeah. We'd love to um, communicate. Instagram, Ghost Town Pod. Ghost Town Pod at Gmail. Yeah. Uh, but let's get yeah, let's, to let's it. Let's get to let's it. Let's get to the shit. So I'm going to be mainly talking about August 6th and 7th, 1988. Oh. Thompson Square Park, uh, East Village, Alphabet City. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I take to get there is go down St. Mark's, mm-hmm. Avenue A. Mm-hmm. Boom. There's the park. Mm-hmm. You know. Also, I remember when I was younger, there was uh, where you could go in Alphabet City. Like A was always like. Hey, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, B was like, mm, be careful. Yeah. Uh, uh, C see, was like, uh, see C. you in hell. Pretty much like, uh, see, yeah, wait and see or see what happens. D see. is um, dinner. D- <laughs> Just a bunch of restaurants. No. <laughs> D was like. D was like your dog D- meat. You're dead. Yeah. D was like, dead. So that was, and you know, I'm not, I don't know now how much that is, but it's still, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it was always known as a pretty like, uh, you know, Especially in at least Avenue A, mm-hmm. they're right there in the corner. There was a bar. If you know, I'm going to talk and be talking up, be talking a little bit about the hardcore scene in there at the mm. time because it's going to go to a place for you true crime serial killer people. I'm going to get you uh, there. I'm uh, going to get uh, you there. God. So don't. This is not just uh, for me because I love to talk about uh, mm-hmm. the hardcore scene around um, New York City or wherever we're talking about. But I'm doing it to get us to serial killers and true crime, uh, which I know some people want. I am ready. Want. I want to take this journey. Uh, it's going to be fun. I packed my day bag. But there was a bar that, uh, that now is called Niagara, but it was called, it once I think it was called uh, King Tut's Wawa Hut oh, at a time. God, yeah. Yeah. And then um, yes. for the hardcore scene, like the kind of the beginning of the hard, hardcore scene, like m- just more important maybe than like CBGBs or some mm-hmm. of the other clubs uh, is A7, which is, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's called Niagara. That's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. There's now a yoga studio called A7 in Silver Lake. Oh, yes. yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> not the same? Okay. I mean, probably the music's the same. <laughs> it's, just, it's just very, very aggressive yoga, which I'm cool with. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reagan, right? I've heard of him. Reaganomics. Heard of them. What trickle down economics? Right. Who did help? 
trickle down. No one. No one. It's exactly. unless you're rich. It yeah. pretty much was kind of like Very broadening convenient. the gap. Exactly. Broadening the uh, broadening the gap. Um, you know, it's you know, mm-hmm. in, I know in like Europe and England, it's like a class thing. And this is like you know, there's just a um, you know, it, it's a but it's here. It was like a real real class war. It's a real yeah. economic uh, separation and. You know, in the 1980s, that park was like a very, you know, art, culture, music, mm-hmm. a lot of squatters, a mm-hmm. lot of punks, a lot of, uh, you know, street people yeah. used to hang out there a lot. And um, I don't know if you ever heard this. Uh, I think it might be a myth. It's called gentrification. Have you oh, heard of it? Oh, gentrification? Yeah, really? yeah. A white woman in Echo Park? Yeah. Um, I don't think that exists. Oh, okay. Hey, just when you go out to that Starbucks, make a left at the Chipotle, and then, uh, you know. Sorry, the Habit I'll, Burger? And I'll see you at Urban Outfitters. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, mom and Pop go bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. I call that Mom and Pop go bye-bye. Uh, yeah. So gentrification was like beginning, because, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, when, you know, when Giuliani, he really, you know, cleaned up the city. True. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it started when uh, uh, Mayor Koch was there, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I always remember seeing and hearing him in the news or whatever, because, mm-hmm. you know, there was the mayor in New York City and he looked like a mayor. Mm-hmm. He just had that kind of like, I'm a mayor. Yeah. A mayor look. Yeah. Uh, gentrification was becoming a huge problem. So they were just like, we got to get these people out of this park. Mm-hmm. This, these people, we don't understand them or their circumstances. But they're, they- not, they're not spending any money mm-hmm. and the, you know, probably one thing. And it's like, if we want, we, we want to like make these places nicer and people with money to buy them and mm-hmm. spend money in this area. We don't, you know, we talk about gentrification in Los Angeles like right now. Yeah. You know, and that's been, go- that's, you know, been going on for, for quite some time. It's been a long process, definitely. Yeah. And in New York, you know, no different. It's, you know, for, you know, starting and, you know, mm-hmm. Reagan, Reagan's like, yeah, things are mm-hmm. prosperous. It's like, mm, if you were, if you were poor, no, you were not no, prosperous. Not if anything, at all. it was maybe getting worse for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, granted, there's a lot of, uh, um, drugs, exactly. uh, heroin use, uh, you know, there's, you know, got, AIDS and we got just general poverty and we mm-hmm. got a lot of violence and mm-hmm. we got a lot of uh, issues with, uh, you know, police brutality mm-hmm. and then just um, how to deal with the amount of crime that is, you know, hard to manage. So it's, some of it's pretty understandable, you know, yeah. like we're, you know, it's, it's not just a matter of like, hey, everyone's just there, you know, playing acoustic guitar and cops are cracking skulls. Exactly. It's like, it's not like, listen, some of these things is like, yeah, I, you know, I'm... I'm always free for, for the protester mm-hmm. and I'm always for the, you know, I'm not like big on like the man, but sometimes no. it's like, I mean, I'm realistic. The idea of talking about this is like making my blood boil. Like, right. And I'm from a Wisconsin suburb, yeah. but I hate cops. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, all yeah. right. They, I just, especially the brutality that is acceptable yes. based on what has happened. And I mean, LA too, all over the place yeah. where there's so much systemic misunderstanding and so much, uh, miseducation of problems. And I feel like, Oh my God, it's bad cycles and yeah. stuff like that. I Awful. mean, listen, I am, you know, I've had my issues with, uh, police, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it, my own doing, mm-hmm. um, and that's on me. Um, uh, but I'm also, you know, a, you know, a white, a seemingly regular white dude. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, I guess, you know, have not had to deal with what a lot of people had to deal with. And yeah, I mean, you know, uh, there's just a lot of bad 
cops, you know, and notoriously yeah. has been, you know, in New York. Yeah. A lot of real, and a lot that are just like, I'm just doing my job and it's mm-hmm. a hard job and it's, uh, you know, under a lot of duress. And I get that, and especially at this time, it was very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Not excusing anything. I just, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to like blanket anybody or anything. Sure. You know what I mean? And maybe Nazis. We can, we can put them all. We can all. say Nazis are bad. We can it's probably all, say clans people are yeah. probably not fun. Yeah, not fun. Not uh, cute. Not, yeah, it's not great. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, police uh, is like, yeah. I, dictators you know, who there's, kill, who facilitate genocide are probably like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, police, there's, you know, there's, there's good and there's good and, and not so good, and sometimes and the the not so good and is like really bad, and like because whoa. of the circumstances. Sometimes the bad is just because it's just straight up bad, and that's in anything. You know, there's co- yeah. a lot of corruption. There's and a lot of corruption. There's a lot of. You're um, right. I feel yeah. bad that I said that I hated cops. No, but there's I know. I know nice what you cops. mean. There's some are. nice cops. Yeah. I've met a couple of them. Yeah, but I, am I scared around them? Absolutely. Do I? Am I trying to be on my best behavior? Sure. So yeah. I don't repeat. Hey, a listen. Yeah. Thing about well, my worst cop story was I was drunk in my friend's car and he actually had a lot of weed at the time. Uh, I think he was selling, but I'm not sure. And I was so like drunk that I like got out of the car to throw up next. This is next to a cracker barrel in Wisconsin. Okay. And a cop stopped us and the cop uh, looked at him was like white guy. was like, you okay? Everything okay? Do you want to be breathalyzed? And thank God he was like, no, I'm good. Even though he was like silently freaking out because we're both like 20 years old. And he's like, what about her? And he's like, yeah, she just got sick. She's fine. And then I kept throwing up and then the cop like would like came over to me, was like trying to trying to like touch me. And I like like wrestled him down and then he handcuffed me, put me in the back of his police car, then handcuffed me to the side of the police bench in the police station. And I waited there till morning to get out when my friend was just like sitting in the parking lot. Did you get charged with anything? Yeah. Underage drinking. Oh, okay. And belligerence. <laughs> or like okay. whatever that like drinking, I forget what the name of it is. I was a good kid. Yeah. I was a good law-abiding. So it was just an unfortunate... Not angry at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, you know, Yeah, situation. but that's like, again, that's like best case scenario, really. And I'm a, a white woman of privilege, yeah. so I can't even imagine. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we got that out of the way. Yeah. We're, you know, <laughs> people are probably like, oh, I'm sure we're... They're like, are they of color? Yeah. No, no they're two they're, Jews they're not. Uh, in front of a microphone. So there was uh, the... Uh, organization called the Avenue A Block Association was like, let's get a 1 a.m. curfew in there and enforce it. Mm. Um, and if you know New York City, it's the city that not goes to sleep at 1 no, a.m. No, it's not. It's it, not does go, that. it does go to sleep, though. By 4 a.m. it's asleep. By 4 a.m., maybe. It's yeah. a city that uh, naps when it's not on cocaine. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so 1 a.m. is like peak. Yeah, 1 a.m. is like, uh, we're about to go out. We yeah. just did our last looks of makeup. Yeah. Do not what our night's just beginning. Well, maybe you know, maybe the drug dealers like this is when like the businessmen come to buy cocaine mm-hmm. or heroin or whatever pills or whatever. Yeah, so and we, pizza and pizza and pizza, and you know, pizza late, slices, late, and pizza late, pie. late nights, uh. <laughs> So that did not make people very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a group called Friends of Thompson Square Park, mm-hmm. Tompkins Square Park, that spoke for you know the underdog for the mm-hmm. people that just you know the the poor people that lived in that area and uh-huh. resided there. And, you know, when you have a curfew, it becomes like a little bit, you know. It's, it's very Germany circa 1940s. Yeah. It could become very, like, it, you know, it could very easily just become out of hand and just not mm-hmm. be a good look. But can you imagine nowadays someone being like, hey, L.A. And L.A. is not like a late night city, really. No. Hey, L.A., 
uh, you all have to like be in your homes by a certain time. Yeah, they were like, "Well, I was going to be anyway, but now that you're saying I can't." Yeah, they're like, Mm-mm. Um, they're "Like we have to get up because we have a long hike in the morning." Yeah, slash a meeting, an eight a.m. meeting with a studio. Yeah, so but don't tell us what to yeah. do. Just don't like to be told what to. Yeah, what to do? I think is also part of it. Uh, so on June twenty eighth, nineteen eighty eight, the curfew was approved for one a.m., mm-hmm. which is like, I mean. It it's it sucks that it, it happens anyway, mm-hmm. but at least it sounds better than like nine p.m. <laughs> but I feel like if you watch yeah. a movie, it's like nine. But like nine p.m., uh, only white people can stay up till nine p.m. Yeah, you know, I like mean, it's like uh, nine p.m. If you have sold your soul, you yeah, know? it's it's uh, that, so that was approved. Mm-hmm. July eleventh, uh, the NYPD uh, would confine confine the homeless population to the southeast portion of the park, mm-hmm. kicked out the rest of the population who cannot be contained in the stated area. And NYPD began to closing the park down by July 31st. The protests started kicking off. Yeah. So they, this is the warm up. These, this isn't the ride. This is like, let's warm this up. Yeah. They're like, we're, we're angry and we're going to make a stand. It was, take uh, a stand. you know, the, they, I think they, they was like the curfew was coming like installations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there's, you know, the, you know, questionable police ethics mm-hmm. uh, of the of the homeless Prote- protesters were, were met with hostility and aggression mm-hmm. from the NYPD. You know, yeah. I mean, it's uh, makes sense. It all does yeah. make sense, honestly. Uh, so you know, I mean, gentrification was you know part of the problem because mm-hmm. that it was a lower you know lower income. Now it's uh, <laughs> you Ew. know, good luck affording it. Exactly. All these places like. I know I'm Brooklyn, kind of like, jealous are you crazy? that you got to experience New York when it wasn't completely gentrified. Yeah, and so insane. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, you know, when people talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, I live in like like Park Slope or Bed Stuy, I was like, I was told you never ever go to Bed Stuy. Yeah, never ever ever ever. Now Bed Stuy is yeah so cute. It was totally just, unaffordable. It's just yeah. Imagine being told like don't you, you do not. But I heard that about Echo Park. Like Michelle was like you yeah. no, you don't go no don't go to Echo Park. Yeah. Like and now it's and now uh, forty cafe forty matcha tea rooms later. Yeah. Here we are. It's just like it's just like vaporized. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That vape <laughs> it's like, life. It's that vape life. Uh, so you know uh, a lot of the homeless um, because you know homeless increased. Uh, mm-hmm. Drug deals were like this place is great. Parks are great. Mm-hmm. You know, we love we love parks. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Nazi skinheads. You know, mm-hmm. there's not all skinheads are Nazis, but um, you know the the neo Nazi movement skinheads mm-hmm. were there. Uh, so um, yeah, it was just they wanted to just you know detour some of the illegal activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, it was a 24 hour open park. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, then there was uh, a riot and then it led up to uh, the big one. We're gonna the call big it, We're going to call one. it the big one. We're going to talk about it. Is it, is it break time yet or we're not you time for a break? What do you think? I think we should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's do a break and then we're going to get back break. into. I got broccoli uh, roasting. Yeah, you got broccoli roasting. It. And then we got to talk about uh, gentrification mm-hmm. and the Tompkins Square Park riots of 1988. Ooh. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, cool. So we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, August 6, 1988, uh, you know, that's when there was the next protest. Um, there's many, hmm, there's two sides to this. Well, maybe there's three. There's one side, the other side, and then, and then the truth, right? Oh. But there's still versions of a lot of you know, things, uh, you know, police were, some people say the police were the aggressors and attacked a peaceful, you know, protesters, which turned it into a riot because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you got people peacefully protesting or at least not warranting violence, yeah. we'll say, you know, um, and then when you start, if you start seeing police, you know, get step over that line and mm-hmm. then other people are like oh okay so this is how it's going to be mm-hmm. so now let's escalate things uh you know yeah let's let's go let's go full tilt on this um and uh there was you know there was just bystanders or social activists uh, mm-hmm. NPD, uh neighborhood residents journalists assault i mean people were just assaulted left and right mm-hmm. uh, the riot continued until 6 a.m of august 7th 1988 so mm-hmm. august 6th through 7th and the second day of riot, uh, second day of riots, uh, Ed Koch, the mayor, temporarily ended the curfew. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and so kind of um, you know, protesters would march down St. Mark's, uh, which St. Mark's used to be amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like a classic, you know, village for like punk and and you know, even like the folk movement and stuff. Now yeah. it's like there's like what this store search and destroy is probably the only recognizable place. It was mm-hmm. a club called Coney Island High that I used to, I used to really love. Oh, and it's just in King Tut's Wawa Hut. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That was, uh, I don't know what that. year that was, but I just know it was King Tut's Wawa Hut. I will Great never name. forget that. I will lose some precious family mem- memory because I know that, uh, name of a bar until the day I die. Uh, so about 200 protesters, although poli- police say 700, mm-hmm. people say 200, you know, mm. I, I don't know if it's 700 means, Hey, listen, there was a lot. And for us to, handle that much we gotta mm-hmm. step everything up so there's a discrepancy in how many of were course. there yeah uh they uh, just take a photo and count the people easy why don't you just History. vlog it just vlog it <laughs> just live stream it i don't understand Fine. it was not on facebook at all what? which is very suspicious Did, well, okay was not on facebook I nobody yeah on not this. real this didn't happen uh, they had banners uh that said gentrification is class war mm-hmm. um and started with uh, captain general mcnamara of the mm-hmm. ninth precinct I mean, precinct. I mean, he had 86 officers and 11 on horseback stationed at the park, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they people were hurling empty bottles, uh, escalating the police, the riding went through the night. Both sides injuries. There's again uh, people saying how many people were actually injured. Yeah, 80, 100, 200. Um, but this is all captured on film. Mm. So there we go. Oh. Uh, by, you mean like in an Instagram story? By future Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. <gasps> what? <Whoa! laughs> uh, Clayton Patterson, East Village resident. Uh, There's 38 people who suffered injury, including police officers and reporters on the scene. Nine people were arrested on riot, assault, and other charges, and six accounts of police brutality were logged Whoa. with the Civil Complaint Review Board. Okay, uh, so this... this oh God, yeah. I mean, the, you can piece it together... 
It's it's so interesting, like, yeah, the different people's perspectives and the different sides' perspectives. 200, 700, who, you know, injuries. Like, it's so hard with riots in general to tell what went down, who actually escalated things, who broke the law, who got hurt, who, yeah. I don't know if you could really, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm bad at this, but I don't know if you could really fit 700 people in the park mm-hmm. at once, or even if having them, like, on the outskirts, like, having them on, like, every mm-hmm. way, or, like, up the up the uh, other streets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so the complaints to the NYPD were over a hundred mm-hmm. video. They, you know, it's 1988. So there's, you know, yeah. cameras existed, cameras uh, video existed, mm-hmm. officers striking protesters, kicking defenseless people while they're on the ground. Mm. Uh, the police commissioner, Benjamin Ward. So, you know, you got to answer the commissioner. Yeah. Uh, you know, was placed blame. Um, the mayor Koch, who was critical of the management of the park and who approved the 1 a.m. curfew, became critical of the police intervention after being confronted with the evidence and testimonial as well. I mean, is you know, it's like, hey, guy, listen, they got you on camera doing this, so I'm the mayor. Yeah. You know, I wish people would just leave and not bother me, but absolutely. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I remember him fondly or not, uh, you know, I probably can find reasons to and not. Uh, but at least he wasn't like, hey, you know. Yeah. At the time, Gerald Ford has a newspaper article. It's very famous. Gerald Ford, uh, Ford tells NYC drop dead. I like it. Yeah, that was in the 70s. So, this, you know, <laughs> it's uh, uh, very interesting. Um, wow. So uh, there's a New York Times article, uh, a piece of it, and... Um, you remember Allen Ginsberg? Yeah. You know, a poet, you know what I mean? Totally. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. peace. Howell? Pioneer. Of sure. Like a, you know, somebody who's part of that, part of the movement. Uh, the police panicked and were beating up bystanders who had done nothing wrong and just observing, said Allen Ginsberg. The poet who lives in the area said a house guest from Kansas was surrounded by six officers doing one police charge and was beaten with clubs. Wow. And so I'm sure if you looked like... You didn't look like, uh, you like know, a, clean a, cut. a popped, you know, yeah. a, a popped collar, Wall Street. Exactly, uh, like a Ken doll. Yeah, nice with your hair nice like, and parted. Exactly. Also, got a poet living in the East Village. Yeah, come on. They were different times. Yeah. Um, uh, the police say, huh, it was justified. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were right. Yeah, what are you talking about? And, you know, I don't believe and this. And again, I like to like, you know, listen, I, I don't know, you know, you should be trained for these kind of things, but I, I, I got to assume that, you know, th- some people, you know, have to fear in fear because there's got to be some people, I- I- at least in that park and protest that are like, mm-hmm. um, looking to hurt some cops. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. There's got to be a little of that, but it doesn't, uh, is, listen, it's going to be, you know, if I'm going to weigh those two things, it's probably the police just being like, uh, we're, we're not dealing with this and we're going to show you we're not dealing with this yeah. and we don't care who, um, but you got to know somebody who's just like, Somebody playing their acoustic guitar sitting on the ground, you don't need to like mm-hmm. kick them with your jack boots. Yeah, uh, totally. I, but, yeah, it's so hard. But what do for I me. know? You know? I'm so biased against cops. Yeah. It's so hard for me to yeah. wrap my head around it. But yeah, I mean, things can escalate lots of different ways. Uh, they, they, uh, they said they only clear the park as order, disperse people who are blocking the surrounding streets, and use their clubs defensively when missiles were hurled at them. Which would be, I guess, a bottle or. Uh, yeah, when you say missile, like uh, just say broken bottle with like. Yeah lighter fluid inside like a missile relax cops so uh i hope you saw what the hell was going on because we didn't start this at captain gerald mcnamara commander of the ninth Ninth precinct uh we did everything in our power not to provoke the incident they didn't charge the crowd until the bricks and bottles started flying so there's Mm. that but uh you know there was video and it just it just didn't look good 
Mm-hmm. You know, they probably didn't think about that. Of yeah. kind of like it's you know, there's no body cams or or anything like that. Yeah, which is something where I always like badmouth stuff today, like social media and all of the culture on that. But at least now we can kind of capture some of this stuff yeah. and illuminate. For better it. or worse, we can capture yeah, everything. Exactly. So I mentioned I wanted to go in a, a something kind of adjacent to this because I, I was going to get to some serial killer stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So perk up, everybody. Around the same time in the park, they had uh, there was a thing called Rock Against Racism, mm-hmm. which was you know like a movement, and they had free concerts mm-hmm. in the park, uh, uh, Thompson Square Park, um, Central Park, Washington Square Park. Uh, some of the bands, uh, you know, they were kind of like in that. I would put them in the peace punk crust. Mm-hmm. anarchist kind of you think of punk is not necessarily like the bands themselves were like you know the sex pistols it wasn't mm-hmm. really like that but it was kind of like that kind of like post hippie kind of you know mm-hmm. the kind of a message like bands like uh, uh reagan youth nausea some other bands well so one of the bands that played uh was called reagan youth mm-hmm. and the singer of reagan youth uh has a very interesting and tragic story Ooh. So, yeah, this band Reagan Youth lasted, like, w- while Reagan was president, mm-hmm. 1980, 89. As it should, kind of. As, you know? Yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of it's sense. A good shelf life. Uh, so uh, his name's Dave Rubenstein, who went, he was Dave Insurgent, was his, like, mm-hmm. kind of street name. And he became kind of, like, mm-hmm. one of those He didn't hippie. keep Rubenstein? He didn't keep Rubenstein. Uh, but he was, like, but he was, like, had, ended up having, like, dreadlocks and tied. It was a very interesting thing to mm-hmm. see a band that was... Like, Reagan Youth was obviously a very, you know, very uh, anti-Reagan, the kind of tongue-in-cheek, like what the Dead Kennedys were doing, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, using Klan uh, uh, imagery and Nazi imagery to, yeah. you know, to shock and, and uh, but were very, like, uh, leftist, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, this guy, and, and they were very popular in the park at that time for, mm-hmm. for these concerts, like Reagan Youth was one of those bands. So the band, so this is uh, probably, uh, and he became a, uh, a junkie who's addicted to heroin. Wow. So in the same year, uh, his, this dude who's already had a drug problem and, you know, issues, uh, his mother uh, was killed in a car accident. Holy shit. He was uh, put in a coma by drug dealers. Oh my God. He had to have a lobotomy to re- uh, relieve brain trauma. In 88? People this still... Is, this, is, this, is, this is probably like 93. Okay. So it's oh, right after that. Worse. I'm just telling you what happened to <laughs> like, the... Yeah. Dude, nobody gets lobotomies in the 90s. He had a good lobotomy. His uh, his girlfriend was a prostitute and she was a prostitute so he can keep buying mm-hmm. smack, can yeah. I say? Uh, a jo- uh, Like a... John comes and picks her up. Uh-huh. He's there, you know, with her. And she's like, all right, babe, I'm going to be back in like mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Uh, that John that picked her up was Joel Rifkin, the serial killer. Whoa. Yeah, who killed a bunch of, you know, like, I don't know how many, up to like 20 women in like Long Island and New oh York. Oh, my God. And when he found, because, you know, he the, the guy, Dave, was just like, hey, listen, my girlfriend's gone, went to the police, and they found her like decaying in the back of his truck. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I told you I would get you there. Rough. Rough year for that guy. Yeah, he uh, then he uh, he killed himself with an overdose. Uh, oh. Right. I mean, uh, and, Jesus. Uh, yeah. But I mean, like, I don't but, know, no judgment. Like, circumstances of those events. Like, I love when people are like, yeah, just uh, positive thinking. The secret. Yeah, do uh, yoga. Get yeah, outside. Exactly. Like, raise your energy levels so you can have a better life. And it's like, oh yeah, what yeah. about this fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. He was no. just had low energy levels. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. It's, oh. that's a, so it's like it's a very kind of understandable, like super tragic thing yeah, that was that's adjacent awful. to the story How that old we were was telling. Twenty eight. 
Jesus. Yeah, it's a pretty famous kind of like hardcore uh, thing that, you know, was part of what was going on uh, mm-hmm. then. So I just figured I'd take a, a little detour because I ah. always remember, you know, Thompson Square Park and then these like rock against racism. Oh my, I don't uh, think I've ever been to Thompson Square Park. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if you go to the village, you know. I mean, I must have. You must have. You must have been on St. Mark. You yeah. must have been on St. Mark's. You just walk all the way down St. Mark's until you hit A and you're and you're there. It's right. A. It's, all about A. Yeah, it's all about A. 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 This is this is great. Yeah. So uh, check it out next time, but yeah. I gotta be careful because I all those missiles in my purse. <laughs> not appreciated, not appreciated. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.